Hey, you've checked out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast, and this is round three. It's a returning conversation with one of your favorite guests and one person that I loved chatting with. We got Aaron Sanchez on the show. I won't spoil the episode for you. Safe travels and enjoy this episode. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. This is not round one. This is not round two. This is round three with my good friend, Erin Sanchez. She's a master storyteller. She's incredible when it comes to building your brand and getting people to check out exactly what it is you are selling and trying to get attention for. Erin has been on the podcast a couple of times. You might be thinking, well, wait, what, what is round three? I'm used to this round two series. Well, anytime I get together with Erin and have have the slightest conversation with her. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you are literally overflowing with wisdom and knowledge and business expertise. So I got to get you on again. And besides, people tend to love the episodes that she's on. So Aaron, welcome to round three. Thank you, Blake. What a Am I the first round three person? You were, the, like you I, were the first round two person, and now you are the first round uh, three person. Breaking break barriers all around. I know. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, Blake. I always have so much fun, and I just was thinking about one comment that I think our mutual friend, Randy Heller, had said in a comment, which was like, I could listen to you two like, banter and complain about bad <laughs> marketing all day. So I was like, that's what Blake and I do best, is just kind of say, like, what's not working? What are people doing that yeah, I feel like sucks? I feel like anytime we get on the, the microphone, it's like, okay, what's... what's what's obnoxious now? Like what's like the latest thing that people need to stop doing? Uh, And if, if for the listeners, if you are an aspiring business owner, maybe you're a entrepreneur, you're thinking about, you know, how do I actually grow a business, get more customers, things like that. uh, Aaron and I are here to tell you what not to do by pointing (laughs) out all the things that are so prevalent on, I'm, I'm looking at LinkedIn right now, just looking at my, my DMS. And of course it's just like DM after DM after DM. That's, you know, the stereotypical, (laughs) um, Hey, I want to give you value. Will you buy this from me? You know, that all that whole charade. So, um, but yeah, you are the first round three and it's only because it's just, it's, it's, it's so fun talking to you because I feel like we're so like-minded in business and there's just so much, there's so many bad habits right now in business that it's almost like even when we, we complain about stuff and talk about stuff for an hour or half an hour or whatever, it's like, we've only scratched the surface. It feels like. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And, um, like even our, I don't remember why we connected last time just to catch up. Right. And we went into that and we were like, we should be recording this. Like this could be a podcast episode because there's, there's always something. Yeah. Yeah. No, but for the average listener, maybe who they, they hate their life and they haven't gone back and listened (laughs) to episodes one and two with you, uh, which by the way, you need to do. Um, So for the average listener, maybe they don't know much about you other than the intro that I just gave. Why don't you tell the audience what it is you do? What, you know, who is Aaron Sanchez? Give us the scoop. Yeah, cool. Um, So yeah, back in 2014, I was a cubicle dweller. It had been for several years, like many people. Um, And I just, I had always wanted to get out of the nine to five. I'd always been really entrepreneurial, really creative, wanted to do things with like, I always knew I'd do something with like words and language and communications and all that fun stuff. So back in 2014, I just started to make that foray into like freelance writing and I got into copywriting and that led to digital marketing and managing people's social media. And um, I made the switch pretty drastically, like right into like consulting. And I, and I'm very grateful. I live in the greater Seattle area. So it's pretty easy here to go out and like start your consulting career. And um, there's just lots of businesses and big businesses in which to do that. Um, So I always try to tell people like, you know, have a safe, like, don't jump into it the way I did necessarily. Like I had a good, you know, um, net around, I guess. Um, So then that's just kind of progressed over the years into people started asking me, how did you do that? Like, how did you, you know, how are you working for yourself? I don't want to work anymore. Right. Um, Like you said a little bit ago, I hate my life. I don't want to hate my life. Right. (laughs) Um, So then 
I started a blog and I started teaching other people like how they can leave their job and start marketing themselves. And it's just kind of evolved into this like, uh, I mean, it's, that, that's how the journey is, right? It's just like, we're always evolving. And I feel like now I'm in this place where I was really a marketing and a content expert and that evolved into you know, the storytelling for content and marketing. Um, And that's where I am now. Like I'm helping people in a marketing advisory capacity, um, starting to do more speaking, like you and I were talking about off off podcast and um, really just around storytelling to build your brand and business. Yeah, Yeah, I really like your, um, I, I like this whole concept of this iterative process for your business because uh, it's totally not what gets portrayed on social media. Mm-hmm. And I even, I was so, I was feeling so um, weary reading success story after success story. And it, it's not weary in the sense of like, um, like jealousy. It's, it's out of frustration of knowing, of having had conversations with naive entrepreneurs or like, yeah. like new business owners who they're seeing these success stories and they're like, oh my gosh, like what's wrong with me? Like, why is this not working? Like, why is this not clicking? And a lot of times there's not really necessarily anything wrong. It's just exactly what you said. It's like the business sort of evolves. Like that's kind of the journey a little bit. Like I was doing this and that led to this and that led to, you know, there's this iterative process in business. And yet what we see posted on social media is like, you know, you have the iterative process and then you make the big sale and what someone post isn't, oh man, yeah, I was like figuring it out. And then this year was tough and yeah. that year's instead it's like, oh, hey, everyone, I'm amazing. And here's this massive sale. I'm, I'm posting a picture of my Stripe account. Right. Here's a picture of like the bar graph with like no labels, but it, it's it's going way up or excuse me, the, the line graph. It's like, you know, peaking yeah. way up. So I must be really good at this. Yeah. Why, why aren't we more comfortable with with sharing the honest iterative, progressive story of our businesses? Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I had an answer for you. I mean, um, it's one of the things that I feel really passionate about. And it's one of the reasons I do go back and talk about that, even if it's like not, you know, a straight elevator pitch, like two sentences, here's what I do and whatever, because I started to learn that on, on my podcast as well. As I started interviewing more people, I was like, this is what I really care about is like showing behind the scenes of everything that it takes to go into building a business. Um, And I spent a lot of time thinking about that, um, thinking about my business journey. Let's see if this, it's kind of a visual, so I don't know how well this will work on a podcast, but I started thinking about my business, like when I run on the treadmill, like my brain just starts going over things, right? And I start writing like keynote speeches and things. And um, I started thinking about the business journey as like a spiral. And it's kind of like you start out here on the outside of the spiral and you're circling around and you're like, man, I'm kind of good at this. And I kind of like that. So I'll kind of, you know, I think I'm going to create a business doing this. And then, and then you're like, oh, you know, you, you keep along the spiral and you're like, oh, but this is cool too. And I'm really good at this. And I like that. And you start to get into that place. I don't know if you've been there, but I definitely was like, how can I bring all these things together that I like and that I'm good at and that I want to do, but still be niche. And, you know, and it's very overwhelming, but it takes time as you keep going around that spiral, you keep getting closer and closer to center. And on a spiral, you keep passing those same points of like, oh yeah, but I like this thing. Oh yeah, but I like, it's like reminders. But every time you pass it, it's more clear. It's more clear how they fit together. It's more clear what you're really drawn to and what like maybe you could leave behind or is just something that you do as a hobby or whatever, right? And I feel like, maybe the spiral is infinite, (laughs) but at the same time, you're always getting closer to center. And when I thought about that, I was like, well, of course it just like, when you think about it that way, it just takes time. You have to keep spiraling around these different things. You have to keep exploring. Um, And so I don't know why we tend to, to go back to your actual original question. I don't know why we do that, but I think there's just so much noise on social media and so many different people saying like, hey, this is what I do. And like, I'm the best at it. And hey, this is my unique process. And I'm the best at it that it's like in order to break into that and feel like we can be you know, we can get 10 K followers so we can get the swipe up on Instagram or whatever that we have to immediately look super shiny and successful. Um, so there's just like a lot of comparison happening, I think. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's literally the premise of social media. It feels like it's, and even like this, um, 
you know, this, uh, I can't think of the word, but it's almost like, you know, when you meet someone or talk to someone, there's a little bit of like edging out of like, well, how many followers do you have? And do I have more? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's kind of you know, the whole thing. I'm like, this feels like a high school drama almost, but going back yeah. to your analogy, which I really like, it actually reminds me of, I don't know if you remember this, the, like going into like a McDonald's as a kid and they had like the mm-hmm. little, um, it's like the big, uh, plastic bubble thing. And you could put a coin in and the coin would, would spin yeah. around and then it would finally drop down, um, in the middle, I guess, I guess it was a donation thing. I can't remember. Yeah, probably. But, um, you know, and they have stuff like this at arcades and things like that, but you know, this, this whole concept of like spiraling, it's almost like what I think of it's, it's like when I think about what I sell and like what my product is like as a service, mm-hmm. think about how I describe it now versus how I described it two years ago. And right. like, I look back to that description two years ago and I almost kind of cringe. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, gosh, like, why did I think that was compelling? Or like that was, sure. or that that anyone would even care about that. But it was the same, it was the same product, so to speak, but my perception of it has evolved over time. And I think it's what you're talking about of like, you get the, this iterative, you know, the spiraling process where you see it again and again and again. And it's almost like every time you pass by it, it's like, it's like you're on, it's like you're at like the Ferris, not the Ferris wheel, the uh, merry-go-round and it's like spinning and you see like someone, you know, and every time you go around, you get another glimpse and you're like, okay, yeah. Like I know who that person is. And, and actually, you talk about yeah. how it might be infinite. I, I think it's Simon Sinek had a book that came out called The Infinite Game. And it's about like personal development, but it's mm. basically, it's not just personal development, it is business. And it's like, to be successful in business, it is this infinite, continuous process. The thing that I think is really challenging that makes this really complicated is how do you as a business owner, you know, when you're not seeing the results that you want, how do you have like the confidence of, okay, I'm just, we're just, we're just, it's just the journey. It's just the process. <laughs> how do you, how do you know the difference between that? And I have spiraled way out and I'm like out of the funnel. Like I'm out of, <laughs> like, I'm, it's like shiny objects. Like I am yeah. in, in the Sahara. I flew off the merry-go-round. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm, nowhere, I'm like not even close, but in my mind, it feels like I'm on the right track. Like, how do you, how do you tell the difference between the two of those? Yeah, no, that's a really good question, actually. And, I, and I'm not sure if I feel like part of us is questioning in that scenario, if we are on the right track, I don't feel like the confidence of like, oh, this like, I feel like there's something and I'm not one of those like, intuitive, whatever, right. But when I say like, in your gut, and just the clarity of mind around what you do, like you will know, um, to some degree, whether what you have is like, you know, the winning thing, you're like, yes, I feel so aligned right now. I feel like, this is my wheelhouse. I can own this. And there's just some kind of level of clarity around that. Um, so that's one thing. The other is have conversations. Don't have, like, don't try to do this in a silo, right? Like, and, and I don't even mean like, yes, if you have the means to hire a coach, hire a coach. That That's wonderful. But I'm not even saying it as like this promotional, like, well, you should have a coach. So that then like, you go like hire me or something, right? Yeah. No, like even talking to friends, talking to business buddies or acquaintances, right? Who, and maybe not friends and family, depends on who your friends and family are. Sometimes like they're terrible with um, <laughs> helping you get on track, but like a business friend, a colleague, go to a, a networking event, event and practice. You're like talking about what you do because when you have the conversations with other people, um, then you start to see on their face, like, do they even get a, do they even get what you're doing? If there's like kind of a blank look and they don't understand, then you're like, maybe I'm spiraling. Maybe I don't really know, like, you know, exactly what it is I do where the messaging isn't clear or whatever. Right. Um, maybe it's not the right audience. Um, they can also help refine your message. So even if they get what you do, what kind of questions are they asking you as a follow-up? Right. So I just, I think it's about not doing it all like internally. Cause I know for me, that was a challenge when I was like, is this the right thing? And I kept playing it over in my head. And I thought, no, I have to actually like discuss this with someone else because we can't, whatever the expression is, see the forest for the trees, right? right. Like it, you're too close to it. So you, you gotta go, you know, bounce it off of somebody for sure. Well, I love this concept because it's like, you know, whatever, and your business obviously is your baby. It's it's precious to you. You know, you've spent time, effort, energy, 
you know, it has like its peaks and its troughs of like, you know, this could be working, you know, versus um, I'm so depressed thinking about my life right now. And it's just (laughs) the journey of entrepreneurship, right? But to get out there and talk to people and ask them what they think, I think that's such a, a an insightful comment of knowing if you're on if you're if you're on the um, the merry-go-round or if you've flown way off. Yeah. But I've also known I've noticed that it's hard sometimes for us to take that feedback where people don't have a stake in it, and so I think that's why I like your comment on don't necessarily ask your best friend yeah. or your mom or you know whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, your mom's gonna be like, oh, of course, you know, they're they're crazy not to buy from you. They're idiots, or you know, you're awesome. Yeah. You know, I love you. And but the unbiased person is the one who's going to say, "Hey, I don't know about that." But now mm-hmm. the, the the tricky part about this is, I think sometimes we are so close to it that we're willing to protect it, even from that criticism. Like I had a guy yes. who he was asking me about an idea, and I think I've, maybe I've told the story before. But the bottom line is, he said, "I have this idea for a social media platform. It's like Facebook, but better." I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, that's." That's meaningless. That means nothing. Yeah. You know, that's just (laughs) you being jazzed about an idea. You've told me nothing about it. And I didn't say this harshly, but I basically, that's what I was trying to tell him. And he was like, well, you just don't get it. And I was like, okay, well, I I guess I don't get it, but I'm also, you know, I'm someone who uses social media. I'd be your user. Um, But he wasn't able to take that feedback. Right. And so I think, I think that's also the key is if you're going to find those people, you have to be willing to, I like the expression, eat the fish and spit out the bones, you know, take what you can mm-hmm. from it rather than, you know, screw you guys. Or what do you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. stuff to do, I guess. Yeah, that's such an important point. I'm glad you mentioned that because it, it is really hard to like, I go, but it's a good idea. It's my idea. You know, <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't get it or that you think, you know, you point out a flaw in it or whatever. And so you definitely have to be willing to say, it's your baby, but like, look, I don't have kids. What, what do I know about analogies about raising kids? But like, um, you know, but also I want it to grow up and develop in the best way possible. So let me take some like expert advice or some feedback. Right. Um, so yeah, no, that's a really good point. And it is hard. I mean, it's really hard. Like I think, um, Brené Brown, I watched a clip from one of her, her talks and she's just genius, but she was talking about vulnerability. Of course, like that's her thing, right? Vulnerability and shame. And I just loved how she talked about um, creatives, especially like entrepreneurs, creatives, anytime that you have to like share an idea, you have to be so extremely vulnerable because you're putting out this idea that your brain literally like created and your heart is in it and all of this stuff. And so when we're not willing to be vulnerable and put it out there and then accept like, uh, you know, feedback or whatever on it, then like, we're just doing ourselves a huge disservice. So yeah, not only do you have to put it out, you know, be willing to put it out there, but no, like embrace the vulnerability that comes with like, not everybody's going to love it. Not everybody's going to get it. And it's such a hard thing to decipher too. Like you're saying like, well, I've learned not to like, talk to necessarily my best friends and family. I mean, I do talk to them about it, but like take their feedback with a grain of salt because they're so supportive of everything you do. Um, And then, you know, there's always going to be advice, even from really great expert people that you may not want to take either. (laughs) So there's like so much you have to like decipher because they might have an idea in their head about what they want, but somebody else might want exactly what what you're offering. So you kind of just, I think that's why it's important to have a lot of conversations and really take like all of that information and say, well, what are the patterns that are emerging here? Like how many people are resonating with this or are like 90% of people saying, what if you did it this way? Then maybe that's like the way you do it. Right. Um, it's almost like, I hope your listeners are like, like, (laughs) what what kind of advice is this? They're like, do this, but don't do this. I, I think it's, I mean, if nothing else, it's, it's, it's articulate. Like I just had this conversation with someone the other day and she was like, this is, it's so hard to know if my business is on track or if I'm like way out in left field. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's the complexity of business. Like that's the mm-hmm. complexity of strategy. Like we like, like think, think of it this way. You have, you have literally probably the smartest people in the world who got in a room together who were making, you know, incredible salaries. And they said, 
Uh, yeah. Um, new Coke is the way we need to go. Like get rid of old Coke. <laughs> we need new Coke. And, you know, take right. the same analogy and, uh, you know, people, you know, keep building blockbusters or whatever, like people are never going to leave us. I mean, these are like the smartest marketing strategy, business minds in the world. I mean, in hindsight, we like to be really critical of it, but at the time you, you have to assume there's really smart people in the room. Right. And so the For point in sure. a lot smarter than me as a random business owner, point though, is that that is just how much luck is in play in business, but also just how complicated this stuff is. And so for the listeners, it's it's not to be discouraging and it's not to be like, well, geez, I have to like flip a coin and hope my business makes it. It's actually more of an encouragement. If you're not seeing the results that you want, that you want to, you might still be on the right path. And if nothing else, I think it's a warning for the people who, who make it seem so simple online yeah. and who wants your money for it. Yes. You know, it's like, it, it, yes, the way to bring it full circle. <laughs> Cause that's really the point, right? The point is it's not impossible. It's not to meant to like, you know, confuse people or whatever. It's just, I just like to underscore like you that it takes work. It takes conversation. It takes getting out there and like doing some hustle. And I know that's like one of those words that everybody's like nowadays, it's like, everybody wants to go, on social media, like, Oh, I don't believe in hustle. I believe in like the flow and <laughs> all of this. Right. And it's like, sometimes like I believe in flow, I believe in alignment. Like when you find that thing that you're really good at, but certain things require hustle period right. or certain phases of your business require hustle until you get to a place where you can pay other people to do some of that. And you get to do all of the things that are in flow for you. Right. Like, but <laughs> especially in the beginning, so much, so much hustle, so much like, I mean, in lack of clarity, I think, sticks around for a long time for some people. Yeah. And well, and I think, I think people, I think what's hard about entrepreneurship and this is the difference between an entrepreneur and a entrepreneur, the person who's willing, you know, they're, they're, they're excited about solving something for a customer versus someone who loves the idea of the entrepreneur. Like, and I'll, I'll never mm -hmm. forget the guy who we were having this conversation and he said, man, I just, I just so badly, I want to, I, I need to be an entrepreneur. And I could see the emotion in him. And I, I said, well, what do you think that word means? And I wasn't looking for any particular answer. I just was like, what do you like? Because I could just yeah. tell he had so much identity wrapped up in this and so much happiness wrapped up in being able to accomplish this. So I said, what do you think that means? And he was like, I mean, you know, it's like you sleep in as late as you want and like no one tells you what to do. And and I was like listening, thinking like, wow, that's that's not that's not, that's immaturity is what that is. Yeah, like, right. you know, and so like we get, we get so wrapped up in like, you know, how do I be hipster about entrepreneurship? Like, what do I call it and hustle and flow and mm -hmm. like all these things rather than understanding, like there's really nothing sexy about it. And anyone yeah. who's really doing it, like actually doing it, uh, they, they probably have had more miserable days than happy ones. Not like, and yeah. I don't mean that in a cynical way. I just mean like, like it's, you have these really awesome moments that are really great, but you also have like 10,000 more like days of when that was a really hard day. And man, I, I tried this and it didn't pan out and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. um, and that's probably why I, I just, as a side hustle, almost I've, I've sort of like built this campaign against digital marketers because what, what, what's more attractive from a sales standpoint Hey, you want to get more customers? Great. You need to get out there. It's going to take about six to 12 months to like really build your pipeline <laughs> and build relationships. You got to go to networking events. You got to meet people. You got to put yourself out there. You got to work on your pitch. What are you going to say about your, you know, all these like random things or Hey, for only 20 bucks, I'm going to give you the email. <laughs> Actually, it's not 20. That's way under bid uh, for only a yeah. hundred bucks. I'm going to give you the email sequence. And actually now yeah. it's like things like for a thousand dollars, I'm going to teach you the course on how to send an email yes. sequence and all you never have to meet this person. You'll send the email sequence. It's going to be five emails over two weeks and it's going to close 70% of your customers and it's going to make you a multi-million. Like that is what, like that is yeah. so attractive to people because they're not willing to get into the grind and the complexity, I think of business, which again, isn't very sexy, but yeah. everyone I've talked to who's actually growing something like that is the truth for them. So, Oh, for sure. For sure. And like, I mean, there's a quote, I can't remember who said it. Like, I don't want to attribute it to like Steve jobs, but I think it might've been him. Um, but let's just call it Steve jobs <laughs> um, where it was like 90, um, 
like 90% of, oh, I'm totally butchering this, but you'll get the gist. 90% of overnight success stories took a long time to get there. And I always think about that quote, even if I'm thinking about it incorrectly, um, <laughs> but it is, it's so important because that's all we see. We see the overnight success story and that's how they frame it in their ad copy, in their email series is like, I was miserable and broke. And like, I didn't know where my next client was coming from. Like I could write these things for people for sure. Like I'm a copywriter, right? Like it's the same formula. And then, but I cracked the code on, let's use your example, like email marketing series or like an email series. Um, And all you need is these same five templates that I used to book out my business. And now, like, like you said, here's a picture of my Stripe account, right? (laughs) Um, I'm a millionaire, like, and I bought this, you know, fancy house and I have one in Hawaii too. And um, that just drives me crazy because yeah, they hustled. They went through a lot of pain. Like things might feel easy for them now. They might make that money now. That email sequence might be really powerful, but it's not all that it wasn't the magic thing that took their business to what it is, if they really are successful. Because some of them, come on, we know, aren't really they're rent- renting a Lamborghini, right? To, right? to get the picture with. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, what's yeah. interesting too, thinking about this is, is I'm, I don't want to lump everyone into like the same category. Cause I mean, there For are sure. people who, you know, they discover lightning in the bottle, you know, it's, it literally is perfect timing, perfect place. You know, there was, sure. it was like the first conversation they had was just right place, right time. And it literally catapulted their business. But what I can't think of the old chick flick, um, uh, where they're like, it's the exception, not the rule. Um, but they're talking about like, you know, maybe it, it's like, maybe he'll call, maybe this happened. Well, typically, you know, the reason they don't call is because they're not interested. But in this case, he probably just forgot. Like people are always <laughs> looking for like that other reason why it's not working. Yes. And yes. so in the same way with business, it's almost like we see, or here, here's a great example, talking with plenty of startups, almost every startup to a point of clichéisms, talk about Uber or talk about yeah. um, Airbnb and like all these things of like, well, I'm just going to do what they did. And I'm like, do you understand what a unicorn means by definition? Like it's mythical, <laughs> right. like, like it's non-existent, like it's like it's yeah. it's infinitely more profitable for you to stop chasing this idea of having that next perfect conversation and instead actually focus on the basics of growing a business. But yes. we don't, I guess we just don't, it's hard, I think, to have that conversation without someone feeling like the wind's the wind is now out of their sail because there's Absolutely. a difference between thinking you discovered lightning in a bottle and actually discovering it. And mm-hmm. so I think it's it's definitely a blow to the gut when you're like, dude, this is this is the freaking best idea. And then you start getting out there and you're like, like I'll never forget the guy who was selling bedazzled uh uh leather wristbands and he was oh, just boy. so energized <laughs> around it. And I was just like man, I don't know how to tell you. Um, not only am I not your buyer, but no one is your buyer. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so excited, you know, I mean, that was what he was energized around. I mean, maybe he could go to like Sturgis once a year. No, don't encourage it. I, I, <laughs> yeah. For the no, sake I'm of really- like former Nickelback fans, I was like, okay, we oh, need to no. get rid. We need to get rid of this, this product yeah. here. Yeah. No, I mean, I actually just to like throw myself at, just get really raw, I guess. And like admit myself. Like I I remember when I started um, wanting to go freelance, like back in 2010, it was, you know, four years before I went from, and here, and here's why from in 2010. uh, uh, So I'm just like, I'm giving it all to you. Like, like you're going to hear the real, like failure stuff. Right. In 2010 is when I started really going like, I, I want to go freelance. Like I want to leave like the nine to five. I hate it here, whatever. And it was the same, exactly how you described it, which is like, I want to be my own boss just for all the listeners. Your clients are your boss in many, like you then have multiple bosses in a sense, right? Like we still have a lot of creative control. I'm not saying I don't love it more than like having a job. Um, but like you still have people to answer to, whether it's your customers, like clients, whatever. Um, but from 2010 to 2014, if you remember from earlier, I said, I actually went in 2014 and made a quick switch from the nine to five. Um, it was quick in the sense that like, when I left my job, I had some consulting things lined up and I went and made good revenue in that first year, but it took me four years of trying to figure out the quick and easy and sexy way to get there so that I wouldn't have to put in all of the work work 
right? Because that's not sexy because I didn't want to think about like, oh, these are all the things I actually have to do and all the hours I actually have to put in. So for a long time, I was just trying to figure out what is everybody else doing that I'm not, that I'm missing, that I'm not doing, that can be that quick thing. And then finally I got my, you know, shit together. Um, and I was like, oh, it just like, I need to put in the work, all this that's being presented online. And back then it wasn't even shiny, like Instagram and stuff. It was like forums and blog comments and things like that. And I'm like, oh, like, I just need to decide whether I'm willing to put in the work and do this thing on my own or keep doing the work and work for someone else. And it's not this. Um, I, I didn't even want to read the stories where people were saying, to go to your point, I didn't even want to read the stories where they're like, well, it just takes work. I was like, no, F you. I don't want to hear that, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I was I was a victim to that, which I think is why I'm so passionate about it not being like the narrative now. And I don't want to feed that narrative at all. Well, um, and, I mean, I, and I can't, I can't, I think everyone has like the rite of passage of like going through, I feel like we're getting hazed by digital marketers of like, let's let's see if we'll buy this one. You know, it's like, it's, it's kind of ridiculous what I'm seeing, but you know, just, just sharing my own scars. I mean, I I have spent at the start of my business, I spent tens of thousands of dollars on um, marketing on paid ads. And I didn't even know, I didn't even know what it was that I was even selling really. I <laughs> yes, mean, I knew that I was, sure. I knew that I was a business coach, but I, I mean, that's such an ambiguous, like, you know, there's millions and millions and millions of business coaches. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. It's totally meaningless. But so I didn't even know what it was that I had, but I had these snake oil people who were like, Oh, you just need to throw more money at the paid ads. Like, Oh, you just need to oh, just, you know, run this ad, oh, run another, you know, okay. You need to have 20 different ads running at the same time, make your budget <laughs> per month, you know, a thousand dollars or whatever. And so yeah. I was just throwing money out because just like you, I, I was, what was being presented to me was it's so simple. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. Just do this. And then now I've realized in hindsight that just like you said, it really is a lot of work and it is. And here's something else else that's that's really interesting. So, you know, I have like, you know, amazing people like yourself who come on the podcast and I've had, I've had people come on the podcast before who I would call, I would call high profile in the sense of, um, you know, they're not, they don't, they don't live on a farm somewhere. I know you're a rural, (laughs) you're you're a farm girl growing up. So nothing personal (laughs) against farms, but they're, they're not like someone who lives on a farm and they have like a tiny little, um, closet on the back of their house that they're doing, they're selling mittens out of. I don't know. (laughs) It's so weird. So they're not like a random person. There's someone who I would call high profile in the sense of they have tens of thousands of followers on LinkedIn. You know, they've been in business maybe several years. Um, I had a guy on the podcast who he's a uh, cosmetic dentist out of Beverly Hills. And so some of his clients are like the Kardashians and like Mm -hmm. these other like celebrities. And so, you know, I'm getting people on the podcast like this individual and I, you never know what you're going to get in terms of like, is this person going to be really obnoxious and like, you know, success is great and you can have it too, or, or what's going to be. But what's really interesting, and this, this goes back to your point, this, this dentist who came on the podcast and so have many others who've come on the podcast, they all have said one thing in common. And that is my life was basically miserable growing my business for several years until finally it clicked. And going back to this dentist, He's been on TV. He's been on these different news channels. What he told me was it takes, it took him literally over a decade of his life before he ever saw any kind of success. And I admired him sharing that because again, what we see online are these people who it's like, you know, it's not even year one. It's like month six of my business. I'm now earning, or I had a guy who called me and like ambushed me and was like, I'd love (laughs) to help you with your marketing. And I was like, dude, who are you? And he's like, oh, I help coaches get, uh, I think it was nine figures or something. And I was like, Uh nine (laughs) figures, like almost a billion dollars. And he was like, yeah, I'm really good at it. (laughs) And he was like 19. (laughs) And I was like, who are you? Like, what's going on here? And so like... Secondhand embarrassment. You know, even though I've just like (laughs) low-key bragged about like people who've been on the podcast. But what I've also just, again, noticed is I've like, I have these people come on who they've grown something tangible and their stories are all the same. It's, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of work. It was freaking hard. it yes. kicked my butt. Like it was not sexy and exciting and now it is, but, but it yes. was. 
Exactly. And, and I love that so much that people who are truly successful are usually the ones who are willing to have that, like that honest conversation, because if they're not having that conversation, then maybe they're not really where they say they are. Um, but I just really love that. And I think, um, sorry, I could hear my dog barking in the other room and I didn't know if the others are going to. It's okay. <laughs> I actually can't I hear him, you so you're, you're good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can't good, hear him, so you're good. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I didn't know if they were in. I have ones in here with me too. Sorry. Just now for I have the to listener, edit. she's not abusing um, her dogs. Just you know, FYI, <laughs> dogs are okay. The dogs are safe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, they're all sleeping peacefully and, and they're cute. Um, so well, now, now I'll get back on track. Um, you were saying how the dentist. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so they were when they go back and um, talk about like the actual work that went into it, I think um, the other part of it that kind of irks me around like the digital marketing and everything, um, which I'm like, I'm a marketer, like I'm not anti-digital marketing. I just think that there's a better way to do it. Right. And a crappy way to do it. Um, So much of the early phase of business is uh, like, personal relationships. And I think you'll agree with me here, Blake, because I like you're really into like building like the 1000 like true fans or raving, right? Like whatever um, your hashtag is, which I wish I could remember perfectly. Fans, you're good. So you what you a it. fan I am. You yeah, raving. It. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, <laughs> but like, that's what it really is. And people sometimes don't want to hear that either, that it's actual just one-on-one relationship building that will start to snowball into like people want to go directly to, I don't know if I'm making my point well, because of my, (laughs) my getting off track with my dog, but like, okay. So like when, um, when people come to me or I'm working with people in whatever capacity, even if it's just an email, like they may not even be my client. They're just like, Hey, what finally worked for you in business? Like that's an email I get. Like, what is the thing that finally worked for you? I'm like, there is not one thing. It was a series of lots of things start with like conversations with, you know, your own network. You never know who your contacts know. Even if, even if my uncle's not my ideal client, he might, if he knows what I do, maybe he hears somebody like that's a friend of his say, Oh, I need this for whatever. Oh, Hey, actually my niece does that. Right. So like, we don't know who our network knows Mm. and we don't know who out there might be interested, like at a networking event in what we have. And that is truly how a lot of these businesses start on the ground attending networking events, reaching out to their network, having one-on-one conversations, building relationships, and then eventually going online and reaching more people because that on-the-ground work is what helped you clarify your message. That on-the-ground work is what helped you clarify your offer. Like you Mm -hmm. said, Blake, like you didn't even know what you were selling really. In order to figure out what we're really selling and how to package it for people so that they know what we're selling and they want what we're selling, we have to have conversations with people. So slapping up ads and spending a bunch of money on that, which a lot of us do, you're not alone. um, It's not going to tell you anything until you realize you spent $5,000 and nobody bought it. And you're like, okay, now I know that I'm not selling the right thing or I'm not saying it the right way. So that's probably another thing that people don't want to hear is like online business often starts offline. Like a lot of the efforts for your online business are actually happening, not through your social media, not through like just getting people on your email list, right? Going back to what you said earlier on, you know, you spent, you sort of like grinded your gears for a few years, like trying to take the shortcut. It's almost like, I think about the person who's like always speeding ahead. Like you're trying, like I think about myself, like I'm, I'm trying to get by these cars and then I get to the red light and the cars pull up next to me that I passed. And I'm yeah. kind of like, yeah, I'm an idiot. Okay. You yeah. Know, it's it's yeah. kind of like that. Like if you're always looking for the hack or the shortcut in your business, you're going to end up wasting a lot of time that could have been really valuable for you. Going back, I, I loved your comment on an online business really starting offline. And it's not even, I think, just the relationships. I think to borrow what you were saying, I think it's when someone doesn't click on your ad, you you almost don't always know what to make of that other than just the raw numbers. But yeah. to say what you do for a living and for someone, then you can see it on their face. You can see how they respond. You can see if they're interested or a lack of interest. You know, those are really valuable data points that I think help your product evolve. But again, it's, it's, I, I don't want to ream on people too much, but I do want to encourage listeners to put in the work if you really want it bad enough. 
Because I had a guy who reached out to me and he said, Blake, I, I'm, I'm starting this business. I'm wanting to grow this business. How did you get your first customers with your business? And so I was talking about, well, I have the, you know, this networking event I went to and I did this and I did BNI for a little bit. And I started running my own networking events and started meeting people. And I gave like 12 different things of how locally I had gone out and met people. And he was like, okay, how do you think I could, how do you think I could grow it, but not do any of those things? And I was kind of like thrown and I was like, uh, like, you mean like zoom, like digitally. And he was like, no, like I, is it possible I could grow it, but not have to talk to people? Cause I'm just, I'm not really comfortable with that. And it's almost like if you want a successful business, it has to be more about being passionate about like believing in the solution for the customer. Like I desperately know this is helpful versus I'm trying to build yeah. my own security and like, why well, I don't want to put myself out there because it's really more about me. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I feel like the theme of our conversation is there's really nothing sexy about entrepreneurship. <laughs> oh, I don't know if we've even <laughs> yeah, talked. For maybe, sure. Maybe people listening are like, okay, never mind. I don't really want to do this anymore. I, I don't know. I mean, but, <laughs> but it's, I think, I think, no, I think it's important though. Well, if we're honest about it, then maybe someone out there, like that's what I'm, that's what I'm compassionate. I'm, I'm passionate and compassionate for is the entrepreneur who's told it's only going to take this long. It's only going to cost this much money. Um, it's going to be really easy. And then like their marriage suffers because their spouse is like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this yeah. has been miserable. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, it's like, there's like a very real quality of life there that you're like, I don't want someone to go through that. Yes. And you just hit on something that made a light bulb go off for me, which is like, you're really miserable. And so here's, here's what it really boils down to. And I'll also leave some positive, like I'll say some positive things, but um, we think that like the easy way is going to be easy. Like the promise to us, that's going to be easy. And so what I think what we're trying to do is tell people that that way is still not easy because it's not going to work. And all it's going to do is cause you more pain and misery. And I think that's really important to think about the difference between working hard to get your business going which can be enjoyable, which is what I want to talk about, um, versus like doing it the quote unquote easy way, which is actually going to make everyone miserable because you're going to be like, why is working for me? Why isn't it working the way they said it was going to come yourself to other people? It's not fun. It's not easy. Right. Um, and so the, the other piece that am I phrasing? It's yeah, just a little bit, side. but it's coming back, I think. Okay, you're back. Okay. Yeah, I can see you freezing. Okay, good. I was like, oh, um, the other piece that I think is really important to tell people just to like boost spirits if we've gotten them down, um, which isn't the intention at all, right? Like I think you and I both love what we do and we love the journey we've been on, or else we wouldn't still be doing it, right? Right. So I think the important thing here is to say Yes, it's hard work, but what I believe as being in flow or like when something comes easily, I like to reframe that and think like, because I'm doing the things that are really aligned, it goes back to the very beginning of our conversation, which is getting really clear on what we believe in. You touched on this. So important. Does the thing that we want to sell or, or offer people, is it something that we believe in? We believe it can help someone else it's aligned with what, not only with what we're good at, but with what we want to do, right? Like there has to be all these different Mm -hmm. variables, which I think is why it's so important to get really clear as early on by having those conversations around what you do and whether it's the thing that you want to do long-term that people actually want from you as well, because then the work does feel easier. It does Mm -hmm. feel a lot more enjoyable. You get to like, yes, you have to write articles. Yes. You have to go speak to people, but you're writing about, and you're speaking about things that you love. Right. And and I I don't mean to make that sound like one of those, um, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. But the truth in that is that like, if, if you enjoy it, at least that hard work is going to be feel a lot better and feel a lot easier and more worth it than if you're just trying, like some of those digital marketing methods might not even be things you enjoy, right? Mm. Like it might be like, oh, I have to do a live video every day. I hate doing live video, but hey, they're saying this is the thing. What's the point of doing it and making a bunch of money if you also hate what you're doing every day? Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and success is a lot sweeter when 
I mean, obviously, I mean, it's, I'm not saying like the hard way or the easy way, which feels, which feels better. I mean, I, yeah. the, the easy way I'm fine with people thinking it feels better. It's, it's like yeah. what, and it's, it's, it's not even about being negative versus positive. It's like the hard truths in running a business. And if you really want to grow something and grow something sustainable, like not just something that's a flash in a pan or something that, you know, you yes. feel good about for a month, it, it is going to take really swallowing some of these hard truths and evaluating, I think, each of our businesses and thinking, okay, where am I? Where am I on the merry-go-round? Where am I on the spiral? And am I really, am I honing in? Am I drilling in? Or am I, um, frankly, looking to get off? Um, yeah. You know, I think that's, that's something for all of us to evaluate, I think. And I, I think also with that, you know, there there can't be shame in there can't be shame, I think, in someone saying, you know what, this just isn't for me anymore. All right. This right. isn't working for me anymore. Uh, Absolutely. I've heard, and I've heard stories of people who, I mean, they were miserable for 10 years and they probably needed to quit after five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just It was yeah. not clicking. But I do know, especially in this entrepreneurial world, we have a hard time asking for help. We have a hard time admitting failure. And going back to the very original point, talking about business being iterative and like innovative and something we develop and it evolves over time. I think we have a hard time being honest that our businesses are evolving rather than we really want to say we had it from day one and it just clicked yeah. from day one. Um, you know, and that's kind For of the sure. posturing too, that I was mentioning earlier. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, oh, wow. totally. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, this is what the time always flies. And then we're always like, wait, are people going to be like, all they do is complain. Um, but I don't think, I mean, I think it is a really important conversation and it's one that I really wish that I would have embraced earlier in my journey, which is why I do feel really strongly about it. So I'm glad, I'm glad the conversation. I, mean, I was, I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, do we need to have round four be like, positivity hour. But then I, as, <laughs> yeah. I was, as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, like these, it's, it's not about cynicism or negativity. It's, 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 it really is hard truths for people to face. And yeah. obviously there's going to be different levels of how applicable it is to each, each, to each their own, so to speak. Yeah. But I, I think going back to a comment you said, um, social media right now, positivity is so contagious and it's really easy to get behind it. So like the person who's posting, who's getting like tens of thousands of likes is typically the person who's saying, you know, exactly what you said, find a job you love. You'll never work a day in your life. And like, we get energized around that. And I don't, yeah. have, I don't have a problem with positivity, but I think what's more meaningful, and this is actually what happens in my advice with people is it's, it's better to face a hard truth and think about how to now navigate it than it is to, you know, it feels like positivity, positivity can only take you so far. It's important. But, yeah. you know, it also takes, um, like I think about when I was a high school teacher and this kid was like, I, he was a 12th grader, terrible at basketball, <laughs> um, overweight, great kid, but not basketball caliber and yeah. about to graduate. And I said, what are you going to do? And he said, I'm going to play in the NBA. And I said, okay, you probably want to find a different, different route there. And he was yeah. like, are you kidding me? Like, you're not supposed to tell me that you're my teacher. You're supposed to tell me I can do anything. And I was like, man, you <laughs> You can, just not that. I mean, I don't know if people like in hindsight are like, wow, what a jerk. But I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I, it wasn't going to happen. It hasn't yeah. happened. I don't see him on TV. And so it's almost like the sooner we can find people who can be honest with us, who can tell us these truths, I think, I think the better we are for it whether or not it feels good to hear. So that's kind of sure. how I feel about this last hour was we said a lot of truth. Um, but again, maybe next time we'll even it out. We'll, you know, we'll do the funny cat pictures or. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll about something lighter. No, no, no. Um, I think it was great. And I do, I agree with you. I think hard truths are important. Um, I think being realistic and kind of like you and I are both kind of on this side mission to, um, <laughs> you know, not, not allow people to get like, I don't want people to spend thousands of dollars of their hard earned money or their savings or their last pennies or whatever on these magical solutions. So it's really about like when I do get frustrated with this stuff, it's not about being negative. It's about like wanting to protect other good souls who like want to do good things and they just don't know, you know, how to go about it. And they haven't had someone give them good, you know, real advice. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I think it's important. And, and I appreciate the conversation, Blake. 
Well, Aaron, tell the audience, what, what can people do to follow up with you, to reach out to you? Like what's going on right now that people can make sure they stay connected to you with? Um, what does that look like? Yeah, I've got a lot of things happening that um, kind of transitioning some things. But right now, like my website is still candidlyaaron.com. So they can check out my blog, which will be um, refreshed more frequently. Um, now I've got some things in the works there email list. Um, and then I'm everywhere on social media, pretty much at candidly Aaron. And, uh, the podcast is about to relaunch. So my podcast, just say the word, um, where I did a lot of interviews in season one, Blake included, um, with just entrepreneurial stories and a lot of the stories kind of that we're talking about. Um, but then season two is going to come with some more sort of educational content, some more interviews with folks, um, that can kind of of teach listeners like how to start, you know, telling their story better and and where like how they can get their story out better. Um, so yeah, lots of things in the works and pretty much, you know, if you Google candidly Aaron, you'd probably find me. <laughs> Love it. I'm excited for season two. I've always loved your podcast. Just say the word. Uh, you made a good impact on me, by the way, we had this conversation about your podcast and you were talking about, you know, it's great. These guests you've come on, but part of your brand is also like these one-off solo episodes and I really internalized that. And I was like, man, yeah, I need to get... Because my podcast started with just me rambling yeah. on a microphone. And then I started bringing people on. And an interesting shift happened where every episode was a different guest episode where yeah. like people were wanting to come on. And I was asking people, hey, you want to come on the podcast? Well, so after our conversation, I was like, yeah, I got to get back to that. Yeah. And funny enough... When I, when I had just the solo episodes, no one was really listening to the podcast. And then I did the guest episodes and I got a lot more traction. Funny enough, the solo episodes that I've been posting have gotten infinitely more traction than Amazing. the guest episodes. And I guess it's people are like, I'm sick of hearing about like random people. Like, let's get back to the yeah. roots, I guess. But yeah. um, that's, I think, one example of the good advice that Aaron, you give <laughs> and how it's impacted me in a positive way. And so I appreciate that about you. Oh, yeah. No, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, and yeah, I think like the the guests kind of bring the audience in because they're sharing with their audiences or whatever. But then once people start to hear you, they're like, wait, we need more of Blake in our lives. It's hard when you start something again in a silo, right? Like you're just kind of like telling people, hey, I know my, I know stuff, like listen to me, right? <laughs> um, but now they believe that you know stuff and they're looking. Right, so right. That, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that news. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's cool. But um, anyway, uh, Aaron, it is always amazing having you on the podcast. Of course, we will have to do round four at some point. Of course. And, and uh, I better be your first round four person too. Okay. okay. Well, now it's going to be awkward if you're not. So. <laughs> I know, right? We'll, we'll I'll hold you to it. <laughs> I still have plenty of people to get through on round two who are going to be a little miffed that oh. there is a round three before I did round two with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have some damage control there. But again, thanks so much for coming on. Great having you. You're incredible. And I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks, Blake. I'll have you on season two of my podcast. Thanks okay. so much for having me. Great. Hey, for the listeners, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, what the heck are you waiting on? Click that subscribe button so we can keep bringing you good advice wherever you are. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, which of course you did, Aaron Sanchez is amazing. Click that five-star review button. I'd appreciate that as well. Hey, we're on Patreon. You got to check out the podcast, patreon.com slash good advice. I would love to have you as a supporter for the podcast. Continue to bring great content, great guests to uh, our listeners literally all over the world. And as always, I appreciate you if you've already been supporting the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. For Erin, I'm going to put a link to her website, candidlyerin.com, and also her podcast, Just Say the Word. It's going to be down in the episode description below. Make sure you check those things out. She's hands down one of my favorite people, and she has plenty of more good advice to share. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. See ya.